We'll do a review of Likute Sichas in volume 14, the first Sicha of the portion of Eschanan. In this Sicha, the Rebbe is going to give us a whole new insight, as we know that one of the 39 Malachas of Shabbos is the Malacha of tying, of Kishira. And the Rebbe will shed some light on explaining the definitions of this Malacha. This actual Sicha is a Siyum on the Meseches Shabbos, uh, which connects to the Parsha of Eschanon by the fact that the Aseres Hadibris are recounted by Moshe Rabbeinu in this Parsha of Eschanon. And of course, one of the ten sayings is the mitzvah of keeping Shabbos. That's how this siyum that the Rebbe gave on the conclusion of Meseches Shabbos relates to this week's Parsha. Uh, the Rebbe quotes from the last Mishnah in the Meseches Shabbos, and the Rebbe's uh, question is based on a simple on a seemingly incidental, like a non, uh, almost a trivial question over here, because uh, there is a listing in the Mishnah of things that one is allowed to do on Shabbos, uh, and the three things are listed in this Mishnah, and basically, the Rebbe questions the order of this listing. Uh, and uh, that brings us to an amazing, amazing uh, explanation in the first Mishnah, first Mishnah of Shabbos, the, uh, in the Malacha of Haitzah, of carrying, which later on also carries over to the end of the Mesechas of Shabbos. As we know that the beginning and the end are connected. When we make a siyum, we always have the uh, idea of connecting the end and the beginning. And just to put a little bit of perspective on this Mishnah, so what happens over there, the Mishnah was talking about certain things that were permissible uh, to do on Shabbos, which you may think that you're not allowed to, and uh, the Mishnah enumerates in the last Mishnah certain things that are allowed. The Mishnah relates a story that happened, and there's various uh, explanation from Rashi, the Rambam, and the Bartanura. I will give just the one, just to give context to this Mishnah, when we learn the Sikha inside, it will help to understand what exactly took place over there. So, again, this is the explanation according to the Bartanura, but pretty much all go along these same lines for our purposes, as uh, we'll learn in the Sicha inside. But what happened was, over there, there was a house uh, in which there was somebody uh, about to pass away, and then that whole house would become Tomei. Now, that house stood next to another house, which had a really small, narrow path between these two houses. Um, 
the other house had a window open. So now there was an issue whether the house with the person dying, which would become Tomei, it's going to go out from that open window in that house into the next house. Now, you need a cover in between these two houses to connect the two houses so that the Tuma, when going out of this window of house A, is going to travel through the narrow courtyard to the into the window of house B. So if there is a cover that covers the area in between house A and house B, that narrow space, then that cover connects it and the tumor would go through from A to B and B would become Tommy. The house B would be Tommy as well. So the first thing that they did was they covered the other window. That's called Poikikin as Hachaloin. In those days, the windows were just merely a hole in the wall. And when they wanted to close the hole, they would be Poikikin. They would put a board of clay, of wood, or metal, some other things. They would close, they would close the window by adding a piece of board to close up the hole. So in this case, if house B would have a board not allowing for the Tuma from house A to move into the house B. That was the first thing. Now, in this case, they couldn't keep that window closed for some reason. They needed it open. But the connecting piece that went between uh, house A and B was actually a gigis. A gigis means it was a large, a large keli uh, uh, that was serving uh, as a uh, uh, maybe something like a giant uh, jug or was uh, laid across between these two roofs. And that served as the, sort of as the cover, but uh, that cover had a hole in it. Now, the halacha is, if a cover that covers has a peseyach tefach, peseyach tefach means it has a tefach, a hand, a hole of a hand breath, so it's a tefach by, the, by a tefach, that would mean that if a tumor went through that connecting gigis that connects the two houses, it would not transfer to the other house because it has a hole in it. The hole was a tefach. It doesn't carry through the tumor. If it's less than a tefach, then the carries it does carry the tumor. If it's larger than a tefach, then the tumor breaks through that window, through that hole, through that paseach tefach, and goes out to the open, and it doesn't go into the next window. So because they wanted to keep the window uh, open in the other one, they wanted to make sure that the hole in that gigis was a peseach tefach. 
So how are they going to do, how are they going to figure that out? So they took a stick and they tied a keili, uh, which was the size of that keili, was the size of a peseyach tafach, and they tied it to a stick, and through their window they pushed it upwards, and they wanted to see if it's going to fit through that hole. If it's going to fit through the hole, that means that it's an opening of at least a Paseyach Tafach, and therefore they can, the Tumor is not going to transfer into the next house. Uh, what happens if the hole is uh, smaller than a Tafach, which means that vessel that they attach to the stick is not going to fit through that hole, so then that means that the Tumor is going to pass into the other house, uh, if they don't close up the window. And they did it. So the Gemara, the Mishnah says, so from here we learn that you can do three things on Shabbos, that you can close the window, put up a board, even though you're adding to a building, so we don't consider that building. And that would be actually permitted in any case. You can always close a window, whether it's for a mitzvah or not. But then, as the, uh, the, the Mishnah says, Upaikikim, the other thing is Umoididim, that you can also measure, measure meaning that you can uh, measure in this case to see if it has a Peseyach Tafach. So you can do it Lutzerach Mitzvah, that's for the purpose of a Mitzvah. And also Vekoshrim, because he also tied that Keli to the stick. Uh, and that also is only Lutzerich Mitzvah as brought down in uh, Shulchan Aruch as the Rebbe quotes in the Sicha. So, but in the way it happened in the story, they first closed the window and then later on they tied and then they measured. So why does the Mishnah say that we learn from here that you close the, you can close, you can board up the window but then it says, first, you can measure, and then it says you can tie. It should first say you can tie, and then you can measure, because that's the way it happened. And then further, the Rebbe also brings down a rule that when you met listing three things consecutively, one after the other, the one with the, the greatest novelty, the greatest chiddush, is listed first in the manner of zu vein tzorich leimer zu that the listing is this and for sure the other things and for sure the last thing so in this case the Rebbe argues it would seem also from that listing it should say that you're allowed to tie before it says you're allowed to measure because the uh, seems like there's a bigger chiddush, a bigger novelty to say that you're allowed to tie versus you're allowed to measure. And after the Rebbe's entire discussion in this sicha, we will see the Rebbe points to the fact that actually the other way is the correct way, that there is a bigger novelty that you can measure than the novel than the permission to uh, tie and their tie for a mitzvah and therefore that is the way the order comes out. The Rebbe also further 
has a tremendous, beautiful lesson also from this in the service of Hashem, as we will see in the Sikha. It's a little bit of a lengthy introduction, just because this will help us understand the Sikha more easily. So now let's learn the Sikha inside. Ois Aleph. Bekesher Lidine Shabbos. In connection with the laws of Shabbos. And he says, Sheshmiras Shabbos Yachas Maseres Adibris. Keeping the Shabbos is one of the ten sayings in the Aseres Adibris, Haksuvis Gambe Parshas Seinu, which are also written in our Parsha. In addition to Parshas Yisrael, in our Parsha, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu is reviewing the ten Dibris again. So one of them is Shabbos, and that explains how it relates this uh, whole discussion that the Rebbe will follow to the Shabbos, Mesechus Shabbos, because one of the Aseres Adibris is keeping Shabbos. So, Isa B'Mishnah B'Siyim Mesechus Shabbos, so we find in the Mishnah in the end of the Tractate of Shabbos. So, this is quoting what it says in the Mishnah. The Mishnah over there talks, first of all, about before that they permitted certain things, they permitted Closing the window, so it says, It was a story that happened. This was during the times of the father of Rebbe Tzodik, and this was also in the times of Bimei Abashol ben Botnis, in the times of Abashol, son of Botnis. So, over there, what happened is, they closed the moir, the luminary, that means hachalin. That is the window, and they used a bitafiach. They used a used to cover the windows were just a hole in the wall, and they used a tafiach. A tafiach is a pachshel cheres. That's a a piece of made a board made out of clay. So that's one thing they did, and the other thing that they did, the kosheru es hamikida. They tied a mikida. A mikida. That's also a Kaili made out of earthenware. It's a klicheres. It's a small klicheres. And the size, as I mentioned in the introduction, the size of this klicheres is a peseyach tefach. That's the size of a tefach. And uh, they tied that keli begemi uh, with a gemi. That's uh, to, 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 a, to a string, to a, uh, it was kind of a stick tied it up, and they pushed it up to to know if the gigis that was the oil that was resting on the area between the two houses, to know if it has a peseyach tefach, if it has a tefach in it, so if the mekida, that klicheres, would go through it, and the size of the tefach, that means it has p'seich tefach, then it would not carry the tumor. That's not considered then to be a a roof, uh, a connecting. If it doesn't have, then it's not a big enough of a hole. And the gigis would still be uh, qualified as carrying from one to the house. It would bring the tumor into the next house because of that. Okay, so that's just the story what happened over there. But our main focus is now, and the last part of the Mishnah. Rest was the Mishnah. So, Midivrehem Lomadnu, 
So from their words we can learn from this story what happened in the times of Reb Apparently they're the one that were giving this hayra, this uh, ruling to do so. So what do we learn from their words? That Shepaikikim, that one is allowed to block, cover, uh, to close the hole, Ummaydidim, notwithstanding the fact that Paikikin, uh, that normally adding to a building seems like the fact that they added, they boarded up the hole, so boarding up is adding to a structure, uh, but that is permissible. Uh, so you're allowed to. And further, that they measured over there, as we see, they measured whether it has a tafak or not. And also that you can also tie, uh, because they tied that Mikita to the um, to to with the gemi, they tied it together, so you see that you can tie. So because b'shabes and shabes, that's the uh, Mishnah, and the Rebbe says Hainu, So that means shabes muter Now, exactly under what conditions is this permissible? So the Rebbe explains that on Shabbos it is permissible to board up the window and also limbe to measure and also velikshir and also to not but there is a qualification that brought down from Rashi that it's a keser kayoma that it has to be a knot which is not a lasting knot in this case they only tied this uh, mikido that klicheres to uh, for the time being because they needed to measure it wasn't permanent there so that's a kesher that is not a lasting knot and that knot and therefore it's not a Torah prohibition knot only from the rabbis but here we allow to do so as the Rebbe explains now in the brackets the uh, the, the specific conditions uh, the rak medido shel mitzvah muteres the Gemara says that you cannot just measure. Other than that, by Shabbos, it is prohibited to measure. But in that case, it was a, a matter of a mitzvah over there. Uh, it related to a mitzvah. Uh, therefore, it was permitted over there. Likewise, as far as it relates to uh, nodding, this is clear in the Shulchan Aruch, Sherak Litsuidh Mitzvah Mutter Liksher Kesher Uman Shainashal Kayoma. That it's only for the purpose, for the need of a mitzvah, that one is permitted to tie a professional knot that is not lasting. Which means a non-professional knot like a bow, that's not usur on Shabbos at all. But a bow, a knot which is a professional knot. It's a kesher uman. And that's what we're talking over there. But it's not meant to last because it's just for temporary use. Uh, is permissible. It's only for the purpose of a mitzvah. But as far as the boarding up, closing up of the uh, opening of the window, 
Amavur betoisvis sham. So over there it's explained in toisvis there. Sheimuteres gam sheloy litzerich mitzvah. That is permissible even if it's not for the purpose of a mitzvah. So basically, the boarding up of a window, closing the window, lip quaking, that's in all conditions. We don't need to be specifically for a mitzvah. But the other two, the measuring and tying, are uh, only permissible for a mitzvah. Of course, when we talk about kesher, we're talking about a kesher uman. A non-kesher uman is not the discussion over there. That would be allowed. They put a kesher uman only for the mitzvah. So basically, now this will give us a little bit of perspective. What is a bigger allowance over here? Once we notice, as we'll see now, what is the bigger allowance? So the Rebbe basically wants to know why the Mishnah changed the order uh, from what had happened over there. So first they closed the window, then they tied, and then they measured. So why when the Mishnah says we learn from the word, it switches around. It says close the window, and you're allowed to tie. Uh, you're allowed to measure, and you're allowed to tie. Why does it put the measuring in before the tying? The tying should be before the measuring. Let's look inside. Hatam masha seder ma Mishnah hu so, the Rebbe says, first, let's see, why does Paikikim mention in the Mishnah first, that you're allowed to Paikikim before it mentions the that you can measure and tie? That's Yeshleimer that you can say very simply, because so was the story happened so. In the beginning, they uh, clubbed, they, they boarded up the Moir, they closed up the hole in the window, the luminary, the window. And then later on they tied and they measured. That's So in the sequence of the way it happened, that's the way it's mentioned over here. But according, if we go by sequence, it should have said, it should have said, it should have said first, you tie, and then it should say you measure as it was Shahre Tchila. Because what was the fact? Koshru Esamikida. First they tied that Klicheres. Uh, first they tied it. And then Vachakach. And then later on, or Valideze. Once it was tied, Modadu, they were able to measure uh, following, once they tied it to, to, to measure if it has a Tavach or not. Later, to find out if the gigis has a opening, a hole, which is the size of a tafach or not. So that's the issue. If we are following the sequence, the way it happened, then we should also have koshin before moididim, because that's the way it happened. But even if you're going to say, there's another reason. That if you're going to say the reason why the din of Pekim comes first. It's not just because that was the way it happened. There's also a rule. Now the Rebbe says this rule. The Rebbe sends the reference in the words of Toysus. This is a Toysus Gedushin. Mem Aleph, Omad Aleph in Reish Omedalev and Divri Maschil Ho'ish and 
the Rebbe goes through in the footnote over here uh, a whole lot of discussion. There's a whole sicha and a pilpul just in itself about whether this is a rule or not a rule. But again, that's beyond the scope from our uh, from our sicha. We're going to accept, as the conclusion is, the Rebbe learns that the bottom line is that this is the rule that is understood from Toysavus, that what happens like this, because generally when we have different styles in learning in the Mishnah, sometimes we say that we, the way the Mishnah, the Gemara, the way things are written and said, sometimes it's said in a way of loizu avzu, not only this, but also this. So, if let's say that the uh, obvious one uh, is A, so we're saying not only A, the obvious one, but also the B, the less obvious, and the C would be even less obvious. So the style of writing is one type of writing is not only A, which is obvious, but even B, which is less obvious, even C, which is even less obvious. That's called loizu, not only this, but also do. In other words, what follows is even more novelty, and what follows is even more novelty. And then there is another style of learning, which is called zuv, which means, well, this... It goes, that's the biggest novelty, and it goes without saying this, and then it goes without saying the final one. So, which means that the uh, most novel and the greatest chiddush, the idea, the most novel piece, comes first. So, in Toysus of Adir, it says, that's when we talk about two words following each other. Uh, so, then, Shabishtay Tevis. If you have different cases, you can say one case, either of these ways are okay. But if you enumerate something, like in our case, we says, So which one comes first? Since we're just talking about words, so the style is that if you have two words or three words, the same thing, the order would be over there we're saying the first is the greatest and it goes without saying, which means what follows is simpler. And saying this for this, and of it goes without saying the next one, which is a lesser chiddush. So move on So therefore, it's understood that you have to teach first hadin the halacha that has a greater novelty. And therefore, din So therefore. In our case, first, this will be another reason why Pekikin should come first. Not just because Pekikin happened first, but the because there is a greater novelty. That's the greatest of these three things. That's the greatest novelty that you're allowed to do so. That is what means that Vahainu. Kivon shi tiru lifkoik afopi the domi. Since they're allowed to close the window, even though it looks like you're building, you're adding to the structure. So then this tells us that that this is permitted under all circumstances. Uh, 
because if it's either permitted or not permitted, because you would not permit it for a mitzvah, because this looks like a building. So if it, if we would accept that it looks like building, then we wouldn't allow it for a mitzvah. The fact that we're allowing it to be done means that it's permitted in all situations. As the Rebbe said before, that this is permissible from the toys, it doesn't matter uh, whether it's a mitzvah or not. But that's the greatest chiddush, that Shazel B'chol Oifan, so here we're telling you a big chiddush. You're allowed to do this in Shabbos, even though this is not a mitzvah. That is mentioned first. The mitzvah says we would not permit it for a mitzvah if we accepted that this was osur, but it's mutter b'chol But that's a big chiddush. That here the permission is not only permissible when it's a mitzvah, but it's permissible all the time. So that's the biggest chiddush. So, as opposed to measuring in time, that's only permissible for a mitzvah. Kinal has mentioned before. So, even if this is the reason, not just because it happened first, but the reason is because the greater of the novelty, that does not apply to this idea why uh, it would write Medida before Koshin. That does not apply why we make the uh, statement that you can measure before you make the statement of a question that you can tie. First, Rebbe argues, even if they were equal, uh, still then we should say what happened first. Kshira could come first. But the Rebbe is going to point out that it actually seems to be a greater novelty in Kishira before Medida, and Kishira should have said, should have said Koshira Medidim, first Koshira and then Medidim, even for the novelty reason. That the Rebbe explains now. Since the Chidush Din Bishneim Shoveh, since the novelty in both of them is equal, and if there is no uh, advantage of uh, novelty, there is no additional Chiddush uh, by measuring by medida mistaber, so then it makes sense. Shah Mishnah, Shah Seder be Mishnah, the order in the Mishnah, Tzarich Lis Alpi Seder and be Maisi be Poil, should be according to the order, the way it happened in actuality, which is Kishira Koydan le Medida. First they tied it and then they measured it. And the Rebbe brings down now the second point, Vaadrabe, on the contrary. Vaadrabe. On the contrary, not only are they both seemingly equal, so then Kishira should come before Medida, but L'chaira Beheter the Kishira Yesh Chidush Yeser, it's seemingly the permission, the allowance to tie, there is a greater novelty Beheter Medida than the allowance to measure. And the reason is, what's the logic? Is because Isur Medido, Bishabesu, why are we prohibited to measuring on Shabbos? Is Mipnesha who Maisechoil Vizilzul Shabbos? Because that is considered a weekly act, activity of the week, and it's a Zilzul, it's a cheapening of the Shabbos. Mashain Kain Isur Kishiro, Shel Kesher Sheine Shel Kayomo. As opposed to what is the prohibition of tying a knot which is not a lasting knot, that is for the reason and in a situation, that 
that is in this situation where from the Rabbonon, they consider that that's called a lasting one. That's a knot which is similar to a knot of the Torah. So that means that it is still, uh, while not qualified as a knot of the Torah, but it's a knot which the Rabbanon say is a enough of a knot comparatively uh, compared to the regular knot, full knot of the Torah. So so based on this analysis is the difference between the prohibition of measuring, which is uh, zilzal Shabbos, uh, cheapening of Shabbos, and the knot, which is actually a Rabbonon, considered to be a knot, Poshut Yoiser, it would be more obvious, lesser, midivrei sofrim, to prohibit from the rabbis, kishira hadoimelim lochadeiraisa. It would be more uh, logical to prohibit a nodding which is similar to a Torah job, milesser midivrei sofrim, than to prohibit from the rabbis, midida shehurak maisachoyl, than prohibiting. Measuring, which is just a weekly activity, but it doesn't look like, it's not a malacha, it doesn't look like any malacha. And therefore, So therefore, when they were both permissible and for the purpose of a mitzvah, So then the allowing for to not is So there is a greater novelty, there's a greater chiddush that you're allowed to not more than the fact that you're allowed to measure. So, even for the reason that the one with the greatest, greater novelty, the greater chiddush has to be written first, also for that reason, so he should have said, First, you not, which is the greater chiddush, and then not only that, uh, also the uh, and goes without saying that also meididim that meididim was allowed uh, because meididim is the least of the chiddush, so that should be the order upaykikim v'koshim meididim versus upaykim meididim v'koshim. So, in Ois Beis, uh, the Rebbe is going to point to the um, similarity between the Melacha of Hitzor, which is the beginning of the Meseches uh, Shabbos, uh, the Melacha of Carrying, um, and the Melachas of the Kishira, which is Nodding, and we know that uh, there is sometimes that we say that a chazi shiur, a half of the amount is osur from the Torah. <coughs> but if it's a chazi melocha, the quality of the melocha isn't complete. Not the quantity, not the kamus of the melocha, but if the quality of the melacha is missing, 
then it's not usur from the Torah because there's no malacha there. It's a half a malacha. Half a malacha is not usur. And the Rebbe applies that idea for nodding as well, that when there is lacking the details of what makes nodding a Torah prohibition, if it's not the full shear, then it's not that there is quantity missing, which would be usur, but there is in the quality, and therefore it's not usur min at all, not even as a chatsi shir, because it's going to be a chatsi melocha. This will eventually lead us to go further even that it's even less than uh, uh, than the uh, isser of Hitzoa, uh, as we will learn, go on. But first, in Ois Beis, so we'll understand this all by introducing that which we learned in the beginning of the tractate Shabbos. So over there we learn that that the Malacha violation of the work of carrying on Shabbos is not prohibited that the one who carries out, takes it from the Rishus HaYochid into the Rishus HaRabim, has to uproot it from a place and he has to put it down on a place. But So let's say the person uprooted it from a place. He picked it up from a place and he carried it out into the Rishus HaRabim and he never puts it down. He doesn't make it or if the other way around, he carried it from Rishus HaYochit to the Rishus HaRabim and put it down in the Rishus HaRabim, but he never picked it up. Before he transferred it from the Rishus HaYochit to the Rishus HaRabim, he didn't make an Akira. In these cases, So if you're missing the detail of either the Akira or the Hanocha, it is only prohibited mid from the words of the Seifru. So, so the known question on this is why should not it should not why isn't it Osir from the Torah I mean, it's not a full malach, you're not going to get a chivchatis, malchus, but the prohibition should apply. Why should it be uh, not usur, uh even if you just made an akira, only an akira? Or you just made a hanocha alone. You did the malacha, but you're missing a detail. And metam chatzishir shu asur minatoyra. The from the reason that a half of an amount would be also min ha So if the Torah prohibits uh, something that requires a shear, uh, let's say it takes a kezayis, a kibetz, or whatever we're talking about, if it needs a shear, so while the shear will not get you 
the punishment would not get you, the love would not get you, the malchus, etc. But the chatzishir would be asur min which the Rebbe points to as the view of the Alta Rebbe. In the Gemara, there is a machloikis. Halochi is that a chatzishir is asur min but the Rebbe adds in the parenthesis that this would also be as far as Malachas uh, Shabbos goes, Gambe Malachas Shabbos. That also Malachas Shabbos, when you need a shear, a chatzishir would be also min And the Rebbe, in the, in the footnote over here, brings down the sources and a further discussion on this. So the question is, why is Akira without Hanocha, Hanocha without Akira, when he did Hitzah, why should it not be Osur even Minatoira from the perspective of Chatzishir because of the rule that a half a shir is Osur? So it's explained. Uh, answering this question, by the uh, specific emphasis of this language, the Haikla this rule, because we're saying the Isur of the Torah is only if you have a half of a measurement, a measurement which is a quantity measurement. It's only when there is lacking the amount, the quantity of the prohibition. But not but not when there is lacking in the essence, the quality of the item. But if the lacking is in the Isur, that it's not fully an Isur, in the quality of the Isur, that the Torah did not prohibit it. As we would say, that a chatzishir the Torah prohibits, but the Torah doesn't prohibit a chatzim malacha. So, so the same thing is in our situation, in the situation when you make an akira without a hanocha, hanocha without an akira, that is a half of a job. It's not a half of a amount. It's not a quantity, but it's missing in the quality of the job. It's a half or a part of the quality. And the boundaries, the definition, the essence of what carrying is. That's why it's not Asur Minatoido. And the Rebbe is going to apply this same idea to tying, to a kesher. We can say that similarly, it also, as it connects to tying, it would seem, even if you're making a knot, which is not a permanent, it's not going to last, that it's lacking in the completion, in the wholesomeness. It lacks in the the uman. It's missing in this qualification that it is a act of a craftsman because since he's not tying it on the 
understanding that it's going to remain there for as long as this thing can last, that disqualifies it from being a Kesher Shal Kayomo, a permanent knot, a knot which would be prohibited from another Torah. So the question is, yes, Lahakshis, we can still ask, why should it not be prohibited from the Torah because it's a half of an amount? And the answer is, and the answer is similar to the above. That's not considered when you're not doing it permanently, that's not considered to be lacking in the amount, in the quantity of the, of the malacha. It's considered a half of a job. It's not a full job. You're lacking here in the quality, in the definitions and the essence of the Melocha. That you have in mind. That which you have in mind, that it should stay there forever. That is part of of the quality and the definition of this job. Without that, you are missing in the definition of the melacha. And that's why it's not awesome in So, here we demonstrated that by melacha sakishira, if it's lacking the maisa uman, it's not even a melocha that is missing an amount, but it's actually a melocha, which is not a complete melocha, which is lacking in its essence. Now, his Gimel, the Rebbe, is further going to show that the melechas of the Kishira is even less of a melocha when it's not done permanently, uh, so uh, that it's even less than the Melacha of Hitzah. And that's why, as the Rebbe will explain, Hitzah, we don't uh, find that we allow it for Tzorich Mitzvah. And by um, Kishira, we just learned that Tzorich Mitzvah, when it's not a Maisa Uman, only also Midrabonon, you are permitted the Mitzvah in a place of a Mitzvah. And the Rebbe will bring out a general idea that some prohibitions of the Rabbonon are based because you might come to do the prohibition of the Torah. So the, the Rabbonon prohibits you uh, doing, uh, in even when it's not a complete malacha, just because of the potential that you may come to do a complete malacha. Other malachas are prohibited. And the Rebbe proves from the Rambam, different the notes over here, that... Other malachas are not prohibited because it might lead you to another malacha, just, but the prohibition is because they are similar. We'll see in the Rebbe inside. Gimel. Based on this, we need to understand, since we equated the malacha of Kishira to the malacha of so we need to understand when there is you're doing a which are which are only 
We don't find that the rabbis permitted it for the purpose of a mitzvah. On the contrary, the Meforshim explain What's the reason that the Chachomim, they learned in the beginning of the Mishnah, in the beginning of Tracted Shabbos, the example that the Mishnah teaches us the law of not being allowed to carry, so they demonstrate it in the, for instance, of a rich man and a poor person in which uh, the rich man from the inside is handing something to the poor person who's on the outside. And the Mephorshim explained why do we give the scenario of a rich and a poor, who b'chdei l'hoire is that it is in order to teach the gam that even when you're carrying something out for giving tzedakah, from a wealthy person to a poor person, asura is still prohibited. That means that it's prohibited even for the purpose of a mitzvah. That's why it's written in such a way. So it means that the Isu the Rabbonon encompasses even if it's for a mitzvah. And even though that it's only the prohibition is medivre sofrim, but yet to carry out a medivre sofrim prohibition of itzah is prohibited even if it's for a mitzvah. So why is it different when we're talking a half a malacha, which is also not a malacha? It's uh, of the kishira, because it's missing in the quality of the malacha. That's why it's not also minatoira, but because it's not a malacha. When it's not a lasting one, so it's a and it's not therefore but over there we say so how can we permit it for the purpose of a mitzvah is not permitted for and they're both equal they're in the sense that they're both not a Malacha, the quality of malacha is not met if it's without a hanacha or without an akira. Same thing like by kashira, if it's not a permanent, the quality of the malacha is not met. That's why it's only awesome with Rabbonin. But by kashira, we allow mitzvah, but not by hitzah, as it's evident from the fact that the Mishnah wrote its halacha to demonstrate that you can't carry out with Rabbonin even when the situation is a mitzvah. So, so we can give the reason for this difference. We can say, although both of them carrying and tying kesher are prohibited from the Rabbonon, but still the reason with the Rabbonon, why the Rabbonon prohibited, it's not equal, it's not the same reason. The reason of the prohibition of carrying it out when you're only making an Akira or you're only making a Hanukkah alone, because each one and one of them, whether you make either the Hanukkah or just the Akira, we worry that each one of them, Lassis Melocha, Shalema B'Shabbos, might come to do a complete Melocha of Shabbos. And the Rebbe in the Ara explains very nicely also the Alta Rebbe over here using the word Mishneim, but we'll go uh, just to see itself. Uh, so, Mesugah Dvorim, 
So then this becomes from the category of those items. And learning in the Rambam, the language of the Rambam, that the Chachamim asked them because of a worry, a worry that you might come to a prohibition of skila, of uh, so therefore it's prohibited because you might come, it's a gazeta that you might come to a violation of the Torah. As opposed to what is the reason of the prohibition of making a knot which is not a permanent, it's not because we worry about you might come to a prohibition of the Torah. Because only for the reason that from the rabbis, this is also considered to be a per, uh, enough uh, permanent. Since it is going to be uh, standing for a time, it's not permanent, but you, for the time that you want it to stand, it's going to be standing there. That's enough of an Atmin of Midrabona. So that would place it in the category, this is uh, from the type of the category of works that the Rabbonan answered, not because you might come to do a prohibition, but those are prohibited is just because they look like malachas. They're not real malachas. A real malacha in this case would be a permanent knot in Rabbonon, it looks like, even though it's not permanent, but it looks like a permanent not with Rabbonon, that's why it's awesome. So, since the prohibition of the tying of the knot, which is not a permanent. It is not because we worry a that you might come to through this to a Torah prohibition. It's only, it looks like a Torah job. So here there is room to distinguish the Leimer and to say, in a, makes a difference when there is a need. In this case, it's when it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah similar to it. We're going to allow it because you say it looks like it, but it's, you're not doing anything. We're not worried about anything. We'll just say it looks like it. We'll make an allowance when there's a mitzvah. But when we're talking about the uh, work of um, when you do the kira, you do but you're doing just a kira alone. Over there, the prohibition because you might come through it to a prohibition of the Torah. So therefore, it makes sense. So therefore, we should worry about it and we should prohibit it. That even in a case when the malacha is for the purpose of a mitzvah. Because since you're worried that you might come to a Torah prohibition, so yes, you know, there's a need for it, there's a mitzvah, but the issue over here is that this might lead you to a Torah prohibition and uh, to violate the Torah uh, halacha. So how could we allow that? We can't allow that to do that. And therefore, the... um, 
difference between why by Melechus Eitzor the Rabbonin asserted it, because when there is a Gezeda that you might come to another Isser, over there we asser it even uh, if it's a Tzorich Mitzvah, but if it's only because it seems like it, we can be uh, more Mekel. But the question is, however, how come uh, nodding is only, Kishir is only Osir because it seems like why aren't we afraid that you might come to make a permanent knot? This itself needs explanation. You prove to me what is the prohibition of Kesher, that Kshira to tie is prohibited because it seems like a Torah prohibition. But why is that the only reason why it's also? How come, in truth, they have not decreed to begin with, even in the malacha of tying, of nodding, when it's not permanent, so it's taka and therefore it doesn't qualify, but let's make a gzeda, but we should worry, he might come to make a permanent, a knot which is permanent, which would be a Torah of, uh, work, would qualify, and we should answer it because of this gzeda. If it was prohibited because of a gezeda, then it would be also, also for the purpose of a mitzvah. So why don't we worry that you might come to make a permanent knot? And logically, this seems to be a foratory, a kavachomer. Im gozru If the rabbis decreed that just by lifting up without doing the Hanukkah, or just doing Hanukkah without doing the Akira. In that case, you cannot come to a complete job uh, you need to do an action. You would need to do an Akira next time around. We worried that if you already picked it up and then you let it down, that next time you might pick it up. Or in this case, if you picked it up, you might actually come to let it down. But you have to do an act. Either next time you have to pick it up, or here you have to put it down. We're talking about an act. Either to put it down after the Akira, or to make an Akira before a Hanukha, which would be for the next time around. That would be the Gezeir in that case. The Rebbe points to the Ha'ara 22, in which uh, the Rebbe said earlier that Zedehi should lay over who adds me last Melacha Shleimah be Pam Beis to do the second time to finish up the Melacha, as the Rebbe explains over there. So, but over there, there's another act necessary to for the fear that you might do a Melacha of the Torah. But had a call she came, but in our case for sure, so we should have made a decree, a warrior, but even if it's a not, which is not Kayoma, and it's not qualified as a Malocha and not a Shir at all, so what does it take in order to be a violation of the Torah, a Malocha of the Torah? The only thing that is lacking that he should be uh, 
permanently uh, leaving it there. So that's more logical to happen. That doesn't even require an act. It's just his thought. So while we explain the difference why we don't worry by uh, a knot, why we allow him in a Torah, because the reason that it's prohibited is because it looks like a Torah Melocha, but it's not because of a decree that you might come to a Torah Melocha, and that's why we can allow it in case of a mitzvah but the question is how come we're not worried that you might come to do the whole malacha by the malachas of Kishira the Rebbe is going to explain in Ois Dalet that actually by nodding uh, if it doesn't qualify uh, for the malacha because it's not permanent it's not called a nod at all and because it's not called a nod at all the idea that it needs to be a permanent knot is uh, makes it that it's not no, it's like putting strings together, it's not called knotted at all, and because of that uh, we're not going to worry about that you might come to permanently because in order to worry about that you might take the next step, you have to be doing something, and that something may lead you to a complete, but not having in mind uh, to make it permanent is nothing. And there is not shaykhah to prohibit that you might do the uh, complete malacha next time around, even though it's only lacking machshava. But since right now I'm not doing anything, then we're not answering it because you might come. By haitzah and achnosa, by haitzah, by the malachas over there, while you're missing, it's part of the malacha is missing, but still you carried it from one rishus to the other rishus. That's the gather of the malacha of Eitzah. The question is, there are qualifying details, which would, if you don't meet these those details, you're not going to be doing the malacha itself, because they're missing parts, but there is still a chunk that is there. Since you're doing a a part of the malacha, the carrying, even while you're missing the parts, we can make a gazera that you might come to do the full malacha. But in the kashira, you're not even doing anything. And this all leads us to understand now that when you don't have a permanent uh, knot, it's almost like uh, not doing anything, uh, besides the fact that it's only doyme, and that will lead us to the answer in the beginning question, as we'll see as we go on. They're explaining the reason How come the Torah, the reasoning, to explain the reason, why is it that the Torah only prohibited a permanent knot? Yeshleimar, we can say, that Malachas HaKishira, what is the Malacha of tying? Toichna, the idea, the contents of it is that is bringing to connecting and uniting two items, whether it's strands or similar and a knot is not fit to be called a union and a one, a true uh, one only if it's a situation that it's made that it should stay so for permanently, forever. That this understanding that this is going to be a permanent knot, 
b'melechas hakeshira. That is a condition in the uh, work which is called nodding. If he intended to begin with, to only tie them for a certain time, and then to untie them, So also during that time period that they are tied together, that's not considered to be a true uh, union, a true connection, as the Rebbe brings out from other examples that Nehodris, uh, that rivers that are interrupted once in a seven years, will not be fit for Mechatas, which needs Mayim Chaim, even while they're flowing, just because they are eventually uh, dried out. So in our case, if it's not going to be a lasting union, that's not the definition of tying. Which the Torah prohibited. So so based on that, uh, there are many horrors over here, the Rebbe, the details over here. But that without the, uh, the, uh, the the mind, without having in mind that this knot should remain, uh, so the idea is not that you're lacking a part of the uh, wholesomeness of this uh, of this melacha, uh, but you're actually lacking to begin with the main idea what is the job of kishira you're not a portion of it is lacking but the whole idea is not there if it's not permanent they're not really tied and they're not united they're not uh, uh, they have not become one that would only be an act of uh, you're just bringing them close and you're having these strands touch each other and similar to this since in this part there isn't a, even a portion and a part of that prohibited so there is no there's no connection there's no union over here so, since there's not even a part of it, so that's why they didn't make a decree, that you might come from a partial to do the whole thing, since what you're doing isn't doing anything. So, move on. So now we understand. So what is the reason why the Chom answered it? It can't be. It's only because externally this has similarities to the Melocha, which is but not that you might come to it because you haven't really doing anything. Since it's not because of a decree, so that's why, for the purpose of a mitzvah, it is permissible. As opposed to when we talk about the melacha of carrying, whether it's through either a kira or a alone without doing both, 
What is the definition of this work of the by from the Torah? That's either taking out or bringing in from one domain to another. From the It also includes several parts, several details. So when you are in your act, you're missing a part, a section, a detail in the part of the melacha. Then it's not considered to be a whole melacha. It's not awesome Even in its quality and its essence, it's not a melacha. But yet. That part, that little bit that you did do and you did uh, impact, it is a part of the act of carrying out. And therefore, we could, we should, assert the part because of the worry. You might come to do the whole thing because you did a part of it. And you will violate the prohibition of the Torah. And because we have the Gzeirah, we need to worry also in a place where it is for the purpose of a mitzvah, etc. So based on the above, now we will also need understand, be explained the reasoning. This, that the Mishnah in the end of Mesechem, Mesechem Shabbos, writes first, Moididim, that on Shabbos you can do the measurement for a mitzvah, and only afterward it tells you that you can tie for the mitzvah. As the Rebbe explains, that Nisbayer because it was explained earlier, Shabbasiyas, Shabbikshiras, that when you tie a knot which is not going to be permanent, that the Chachomim said you can't do it, in it there is no part of the work of tying that Torah. It's lacking any part of the Melech of the Torah. The reason why it's asur ha isur hu rak mipneisha doime ha kesher likshira gemura minatayra, because it is similar to a not a complete knot of the Torah. There is no part of a Torah not in it, not even a part of it, but it is similar to a complete knot of the Torah. The Hainu, so that means Shein Isurebo Mitzad Pu'ulas Hakishiro, that the Isur doesn't come because of the act of nodding. It's only because it is something that you can compare it to something else. The something else is a permanent knot. This temporary knot is compared to a permanent knot, but it's not a part of a permanent knot. Lemelocha Asura, which would be a prohibited melocha. But it has no connection to the other melocha. So it's a metis, which means, this means to say, 
Had it not been for the comparison, the similarity, there is no reason to prohibit. Nodding by itself would be nothing to, there's no act over there at all of nodding. Only problem is that it's similar, but the act itself has no part of the melacha. As opposed to the act of measuring. Even though that the isur of measuring has is not because of any connection that it may have to a prohibited melacha of the Torah. There is no similarity to any prohibited melacha in the Torah. That's not why measuring is osur. It's not either a part of any melacha that is prohibited of the Torah, and it's not even similar to any melacha of the Torah. Elo shekol isura the entire basis of the prohibition against measuring, that's only from the rabbis. So on this side, it looks like when you try to say, is this related at all to anything which is a malacha de Torah, the answer is no, it's not part and it's not similar. What is the reason? It is only, it's based on the Rabbanon because of Zilzal Shabbos and Maisachot. But on the other hand, so from the fact that it's not similar apart in anything, and still, so this forces us, it's evidence from this, that the Eser is, in of itself, the act is an Eser Deke act, it's because of the act of measuring. Which is a weekday activity and a desecration and a cheapening of the Shabbos. So, for this reason, it makes sense when we're talking about measurement. Which is in the Boundaries and it's also and of itself not for being compared, but it's an independent, inherent iser in of itself. You should be stringent in the level of medida, maybe more than in the level of tying. Which isn't also on of itself because it's not part; it's not compared. It is not an iser at all uh, in it. It's not any part of this. When the Mishnah comes to teach us that both measuring and nodding are permitted for the purpose of a mitzvah, so the allowance for measuring, there is an additional uh, novelty here, because it said Israel Atzma and yet for a mitzvah you allow it. And only afterwards we say, and also by Kishiro, which uh, isn't an act of Israel by itself. So that also uh, that also that's a lesser of a Khidish that is also permitted because there's no act over there. Uh, it's 
zu vein tzodich loimer zu. So Ike Rebusi said, Mishum Zen Nokta, and that's why the Mishnah uses, dimensions, the order, based on the words of Toysus that we mentioned earlier, that the novelty needs to be learned first. So first we tell us by the din, which is a pu'ula itself is also, that is permissible to do on Shabbos. And then you say, that also nodding, which is not an independent isra on itself. It's only because it's compared to something else. Uh, so that also is uh, permitted on uh, Shabbos. Uh, so it goes, uh, the greater novelty is by Medida, and uh, only afterwards uh, the Chiddush is uh, that uh, Kishira is also. So basically, the Rebbe's question was that it seemed like permitting Kishira would be a greater novelty than permitting Medida. And the Rebbe's answer is no, that permitting Medida is a greater novelty than permitting Kishira. And that is all based because the Rebbe analyzed that the Kishira Iser is not a part of Kishira at all. First, the Rebbe said it's not a part of the Malacha Kishira at all. And that's why it's not Osur Midra Bonon, even because it's a Chatsi Shir, but it's not Osur Midra it's a Chatsi Melocha. And then the Rebbe further explains that we don't uh, find that Melocha uh, Seitzoe without a Kirinoch should be permissible, but we do find Lutzerich uh, Mitzvah, but we do find it by uh, Keshira. And the Rebbe explained that uh, Keshira is not even part of. Uh, uh, it's not even a chalik of the mitzvah. There's no kshir at all if it's not permanent. So based on that analysis, so now it turns out that the novelty of allowing kshir is less than the novelty of allowing medida, because although it's not connected to any iser, but it's still the pula itself is osur, and that's why the order becomes first meididim, and afterwards kshir. And now the Rebbe is going to explain. Uh, the Rebbe makes the uh, the concept that the uh, Shabbos uh, starts with the beginning of Shabbos, Mesech the Shabbos. Um, and the, the Rebbe explains how Mesech Shabbos begins with Mesech because it is uh, what happens uh, if we don't keep Shabbos, we actually are taking things out from the domain of Hashem into the Tura de Pruda, into the Rishus Arabim. And when we uh, keep Shabbos, the elevation of Shabbos, the Rebbe talks about the three levels of Shabbos, of Friday night, and Shabbos day, and uh, afternoon, Mincha, the Shabbos afternoon. The difference is it's elevated first to the level of Malchus, and then it goes to the level of Zoh, and then it goes even higher to the place where the Yichud of uh, Zoh and Malchus, uh, and that's why it's Yenuchu Vo, which is Malchus by Friday night, and Voi is by Shabbos day, uh, Zoh, and then you have the Yenuchu Vo, because that's the Yichud of Zoh and Malchus, and um, and these three um, levels line up with the Moididim, uh, Paikikim, 
and Moididim and Koshrim, Poikikin, in the level of Malchus, and uh, Moididim is, of course, Midois, the Zoh, and Koshrim is the nut of, that binds them both. As we'll see inside, let's look inside. To explain this in the inner matter of uh, the things is Lama Nishnu Lama Why were these three matters learnt in the order of Shel Poikikin and Moididim and then Koishnim? So till now we explained. Alpinigla, the Rebbe explained. Now the Rebbe is going to explain in the level of Hasidus in Primus Inyanim. You have to emphasize the specific language of Poikikin. It's in a language of present and a certain act that you will close. It doesn't say it's permissible to uh, board up, to close up. From this, there is hints a uh, there's a hint that appears from this that so we actually need to do we need to board up the windows and the and uh, we do so as we'll see that when Shabbos comes in over there we board up the windows so that the windows in which goes down to the level of Biya, which they have a Yenika, that's boarded up. Let's see inside. It's explained elsewhere, the reason, according to the inner matter of things, why does the tracted Shabbos begin specifically from all the different laws of Shabbos with the laws, the Dine the laws of carrying out? Because in the spiritual level, this is a general matter in all the uh, prohibition of Shabbos. When uh, through the prohibited works being done on Shabbos, then you take out from the private domain, which is the Yachid would be Yechidah Shaloylam, that would mean the domain of the one of the world that is Hashem. And we take it out, Rabim, to the public domain, which represents Turei de Pruda, the separated mountains, Oilam HaKlippas, the world of Klippas. So all of the Malachas of Shabbos are, in essence, if you violate them and you do those Malachas, you are doing the Malachas Hitzah. That's why this is the first. Uh, resembles the, the idea of Omelech Shabbos taking out from Shusara Yochid to the Shusarab. And that's why this concept of taking out comes as an introduction, as a general introduction to all the laws of Shabbos. And similar to this, it also as it relates to the conclusion and the end of the Meseches, that it's a general theme, the Meleches, that we're talking about over here, is also We know that everything goes by this end. So since this is the end of the Shabbos, so we have to say, 
that in this end of Shabbos he explains a general item, a matter, Hanasis Shabbos, which is accomplished through generally keeping the Shabbos. Bechol prota in all details, as we will see later on. What happens when you keep the Shabbos as the different levels are elevated? So, Bevuer Bekama Mekoymes. It's explained in many places. Hachiluk Shaben Gimul Hazmanim the Shabbos, the difference between the three times during Shabbos. You have Aleph, you have Mali Shabbato, that's Leil Shabbato, that's the night of Shabbos. Base number two, you have Yoimot the Shabbato, the day of Shabbos. And Gimel, then you have Zman Minchas Shabbos, you have the time of Mincha of Shabbos, which is called Raivo the Chol Raivim, the desire of all desires, the highest level of desires of Hashem. Shabbat Shabbos, on the night of Shabbos, that is when Malchus goes up from the worlds of Bria, and it goes up, Malchus goes up to the level of Atzilus to Atzilus. Because during the weekdays, the weekdays, Malchus descends into to sort out the different sorting outs in the worlds of Yah. As the verse says, that the feet, the feet of Malchus descend, they descend into the level of Shabbos. But then when it comes to the night of Shabbos, it goes up from being in its descent, its Raglod, into beyond, it ends up elevated to Atzilus. Since all worlds receive from Malchus, so now Malchus is back in Atzilus, so the world receive now from Malchus as it's in Atzilus. So then in Briyitzirasiya, the Sviras Amalchus shines there as it is in Atzilus. And afterwards, when it comes to the day of Shabbos, Meir Bechina Nailas Yeser. Then you has a higher level. Then you have Bechinas Zo, which is the Midas Datsilus. So, because Malchus is elevated into the level of Zo, and then when it comes to the time of the Rots of all the Tsoinus, then there is the revelation of all the levels and the steps, which are higher than Zo Malchus. From that higher level, comes that unity, the Zo Malchus, that unites Zo Malchus. And therefore, Emrim betvilas arvis shel Shabbos and the Friday night davening we say v'yonuchuvo that will rest bo bo will be Malchus and the boy is Malchus and betvilas shach v'yonuchuvoi that's the feminine language as lasuras Malchus and shachris you say v'yonuchuvoi that's masculine that's zo betvilas mincha v'yonuchuvom which is they which is plural which is yichud zo Malchus the unity of zo Malchus. Since on the night of Shabbos, the first step, the worlds are elevated. That the sphere of Malchus shines in Biyah as it is in the level of Atzilus. 
Lachain misbatlim bilel Shabbos kolak klipis. Therefore, on the night of Shabbos, all the klipis are nullified. Because bimayis achoyil when there is the weekdays, mekiv on shemalchus yiredes levarer birurim shabayilam is biyas. Since malchus descends to sort out the different sorting outs in the worlds of biyah, haresha klipis yesh lahem tvisas mokem. So that means that the clippers do have take up space, so they're an entity over there. Lochain Lainisbatlu Ha Clippers Bahilamis. And therefore these clippers have not been nullified in the world. Because the Malchus goes down to them, so there is existence in the Biyah. But Mashenki Bishabis, but because Shabbos then on Shabbos the Sviras Amalchus goes into Atzilus. Over there there is no evil at all. That in Atzilus there cannot live with any evil, any clippers. There's nothing in Atzilus. And that's where Atzilus is at the time. And that's it shines into Biyah. That's why the world is in such a situation that the clippers are nullified. That's the closing of the windows that uh, we don't allow. Nothing comes to the clippers. We'll see. Move on. This elevation of Malchus it's not just that it happens because Friday night comes, but it's also shayich. It, it relates and it's tied the kosher to a certain extent to the service of man. It's something that the person does that the person helps the malchus go up to atzilus and to cover up and to block up and and board up the windows that there shouldn't be any to the clippers. And that's why, because the person is involved in it, our sages of blessed memory said, as it re- relates to the service of Bnei Yisrael, they say, that he has become a partner to Hashem in the act of creation. Who Alpi One of the explanation about this is based on the saying of our sages of blessed memory, Ruach that the northern uh, wall that Abishta created four sides. He closed the four sides and left the fourth side open. It's not misuveves. It's not closed. What does that mean? Hainu. That means shemitzad abriya mitzad atzma. That from the creation's perspective on its own, Haritzad Tzofin, that is the northern side, Hamoira, that points to Almokiru Mokemaklipis, that is the source and the place where Klippis are, that's the north, because we say Kemeshikosu Mitzofin to Posach Haroa, that the north from the north, the evil will start, will come from. And meaning that that is where the clippers is, as we are translated over here. Pasuachu, that is open. And sheyesh neimokim leklippers. Then there is a uh, place for the clippers. 
Abishter said, as the Razal say over there, that the Abishter says that let the person come and close the uh, fourth side. If a person says that he's a God, let him close the fourth side. So, what happens by Shabbos, that through the service of the Bnei Yisrael, Hamalchus Oila, Paka the Malchus goes up, the clippers are nullified. As if we're making and we're closing up that northern side, that fourth side, and then the whole creation is complete, that it's completely full. That's the participation of the of the people. And this is what it means that the Bnei Yisrael become of they become partners with Hashem. The Maisebreish in the act of creation. Shagam heim poyelim bebrias oilom. That means that they too impact the creation of the world. That the world was created with allowing for that wall to be open for the clippers, but they accomplished to close up and stuff up that wall. That's the pekikin. That's the boarding up of the of the hole. V'dovers and nasa toike v'miyad b'knisas hashabbos. This happens immediately. Uh, instantly, as Shabbos enters, when you accept the Shabbos and you keep it, then it's accomplished. And then later on, as a reward for this service, so then on the day of Shabbos you're elevated, to a higher step, so that you have the revelation of the light of Zov Atzilus. And then you are elevated even more, till you get the revelation of the light which is even higher than Zov Malchus. So now, and this is Shabbos. Now, when we conclude the Mesechet Shabbos, Hainu Shabbosim Ushmiras Kol Halochis, that when you conclude and you keep all the Halochis of Mesechet Shabbos, Shakulom Nichlolim Bizhirus Biisur Deitzor Shabbos Cholosam Mesechet, that all of laws of Shabbos, all Malochas Shabbos, are included. By being careful not to violate the prohibition of carrying out of Shabbos, which is the beginning of the Mesechas, the Hitzoyah Shabbos, I said before, that every violation is carrying Rishus Rishus, and if you're careful not to do that, canal. So, so at the end of the Mesechta comes the notice, Al Gimel Ha'aliyah's Bishodosh the three elevations, the three steps of elevation as the reward for that service. And those are hinted in these three matters, and specifically in this order. This is the steps. Friday night, Shabbos morning, and Shabbos mencha. Belel Shabbos, on the night of Shabbos, Poyelim Aliyah Samalchus, Oh, then you impact the elevation of Malchus, that is Aliyah Oilamis Ubitla Klippus, that is the elevation of the worlds and the subjugation 
and nullification of the clippers. Shall ye deze through this soismim upaikikim as a cholod ruachtsvainis? You close and you board up that hole of the northern side. And then you reach to the level of revelation of the Midois of Atsilos. That is Umaidadim. Measure is Umaloshin Midah. The attribute is called a Midah, the attributes of Atsilos. With a measure that a person measures, that's the way they measure to him. So you see that Maidadim, the Midah, uh, the attribute, the midah, is considered a measure, is a measure. And then you go to the higher level of a koishrim, that the shines, the light, that is higher than zo malchus, that which knots and unites zo and malchus, that's the higher level. And through this, through the elevation of Atsilus, and through reaching this level, when it knots together the Zohar and Malchus, you're also knotting all the worlds. Shenasim, Kulam, Rishus, Echod, Rishus, Ayochet, they all become one domain. You tie them to the one, to the singular of all the world, which means to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through this avoid. This is Mesiches Shabbos Parshas Lach Tovshin Chof Beis.